1: TIKA.com.
0: We should revisit the controversy at the Oscars. The Green Book, one best picture, and people are
2: horrified that it's. No!
0: Racist or something. Too easy
2: on white people. Too easy on white people. Too, too, too driving Miss Daisy-ish.
0: Spike, too gentle. Spike Lee got out of his seat and marched to the back of the arena screaming at people. He was so
2: mad at the choice. At least he didn't march to the front of the arena. Like Kanye. It was a show of restraint on his part, really. Anyway, more on that later. Always a pleasure to talk to David Drucker, the senior political correspondent for the Washington Examiner, talking about rebel Republicans and their duplicity. As we inch closer to the 2020 election? Wait, what? Inch closer? Yeah. David.
0: It's like a year and a half. You and your people need to stop talking about the 2020 presidential election. How about we start talking about it next year? What, like he booked no. himself?
3: No. What are you yelling <laughs> at David for, you maniac? <laughs> Sorry, David. That's fine. Look, I'm used to it at this point. Everybody screams at me. <laughs>
0: So I, I can't believe we are I mean we talk about it all the time but I mean it is early 2019.
3: <laughs> I mean it's just insane. It's going to go on like this basically forever.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably so. So listen, I know your your piece in the Washington Examiner which we'll link to so folks can find it is uh, intriguing. It's about to, you're never trumpers who are down but not out and and they have a plan, don't they?
3: Well, you know, such the plans are. Um I think they're trying to figure out a number of different avenues for challenging the president in 2020 from the right, except not exactly from the right. And, you know, I, I think what some people may not understand about this group is that they are very realistic and aware of what it means to take on a sitting president, a sitting president who also has a lot of support inside the Republican Party. So somewhere a- but, Yeah, somewhere yeah.
0: between 80 and 90 percent. That doesn't yeah. exactly open up a lot of avenues.
3: Right, exactly. So, but I think that's important to understand. I think people you know, will look at a headline like this and go, these people are nuts, don't they know that they can't beat him? And they kind of already know that. But they believe that something needs to be done, and they believe that they at least need to try. And so I think they're looking for the best avenue in which to try. Now, there's one caveat to all of this, which is if you believe that the president is surrounded by scandal, and if you believe it's possible the Mueller report... He's going to make his life exceedingly difficult. And what they're trying to do is be prepared for the event that it's possible the president may not be as politically uh, strong inside the Republican Party uh, some months from now as he is today. And so they're trying to be prepared for that. So you said
0: from the right? You you expect the challenge to come from the right? I was taking in some of the political
3: talk shows. I said, but but not really. Okay. You know, normally the way these things are done if you're going to challenge um, a sitting office holder is you challenge from the right or the left, right? I mean, because usually when you're in office, you have to govern to some degree by consensus and pragmatism. So if you, if you look, use 1992 as a, as, a let's say, a model, um, Pat Buchanan challenged George Herbert Walker Bush from the right, claiming he wasn't conservative enough. Clearly, that wouldn't be the case here. What, these, what, what this crowd would be doing would be to sort of challenge the president from the, the notion that he is doesn't conduct himself properly and they would try and galvanize some subset of the Republican coalition or possible Republican coalition that is conservative but doesn't like the way the president conducts himself and, and you know possibly believes that he can't win in, in 2020 against the Democrat. And, and so it's, it's odd and it's different. It's like a reverse Pat Buchanan. You're trying to challenge him from the civil center, I guess, within the party which you know it has its own problems
0: yeah which which has never happened before in terms of uh, challenges no. so that who knows how that would turn out now bannon yesterday on face the nation called it it would said it would be symbolic but could strengthen trump get him more battle ready for
2: the uh, the general election chris christie said it would be pointless and stupid well you make the point in your piece though david that the point is not necessarily to win but to wound what good would it do them to wound trump
3: Well, if you think that getting rid of Trump is a priority, that um, in and of itself is a good thing, regardless of who replaces him, then wounding Trump for a general election, which is often what has happened in the modern era when a president was challenged in a primary, then wounding him is an acceptable fallback plan. In other words, if you look at Lyndon Johnson deciding not to run for re-election after his issues early on in the primary. And if you look at what happened with Ford in 76 and H.W. Uh, Bush in 92, then you you, say, you see that, I that, mean, you look at what happened to Carter in 80, and you see what, what happens when presidents are challenged Is it, it in the past It's weakened them in advance of the general election. It's,
2: so then the was, Democrats, the when they serve four years and you take the White House back with good old Republicans, is that the point?
3: That's the point. The point is to try and take the party back from the populist nationalist trajectory that that Trump has set it on and to sort of prove that Trumpism isn't a long-term proposition.
2: Interesting. David Drucker, the Washington Examiner, senior political correspondent. Uh, David, well done. We will uh, have a link to the piece so people can find it easily. Thanks very much.
3: Anytime, guys. right.
0: That's some pretty games of throney thinking if you're uh, if you actually are thinking I'm I'd rather have Bernie for four years than Trump as right. a Republican.
2: Sure. Yeah. Well, I could it, listen. And this is a if this is thinking in their heads. If they think Trump really is going to do long term damage to the Republican Party, better to throw it to the Dems. Let them screw up the country. <laughs> Watch the economy tank, because, you know, even you might just at random the way business cycles move. Sure. Uh, there might be a recession and you grab it back in 4 years with some good old boys. Yeah, I could see that thinking sure. Cuz they take the long view. You know, uh, we the people get um we get all obsessed with individual elections and and winning this time this most important election of our lifetime. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I know you don't. Neither do I. But um but the pros, the hacks, they're like, oh no, 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 no! We'll go ahead and give them this one, then that'll position us better for. But 2024. this
0: has never happened before, so nobody knows. Nobody's ever challenged from the center before. And whoa, right? It just it doesn't work that way. You get challenged from your base. Yeah, Ted Kennedy, Ted Kennedy challenged Carter further left to the base of the Democratic Party. Right. Every time it's been that way. Nobody's right. ever gone this direction, so how will that
2: play? I don't know. So we usually don't do interviews back-to-back, but we couldn't turn this one down. Simon Denyer's in North Korea, or in, uh, well, he's covering the Korean uh, talks for the Washington Post. He's in and Vietnam. Some, right. has some really interesting insights about Vietnam and North Korea in the talk.
0: Yeah, it might be a break for us that the talks are in Vietnam. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The
2: Conscience. Of the nation,
4: the Armstrong and Getty Show. It's not about winning, but what it's about is not giving up. If you have a dream, fight for it. There's a discipline for passion, and it's not about how many funny. times you get rejected. Completely phony. But you fall down or you're beaten up. It's about how many times you stand up and are brave and you Whatever. keep on going. You Thank know, there's you.
2: a lot of truth to that, but there was a lot of phony crying <laughs> at Lady, the Oscars last Lady night. Gaga
0: <laughs> getting her Oscar. Who believes
2: she's actually crying there? No, no way. No. And you're an actress. On the other right. hand, her message to just keep trying oh, resonates, I'm sure, with our president as he heads to North Korea Cur- or uh, Vietnamese, Vietnam. He's
0: going to Vietnam to meet little fathead right. who's already there, having traveled there in his armored train car because he doesn't fly or thinks it's too dangerous to fly or Something. I don't know. Can't afford a seat in first class? No, there was a story about that last time around. We'll ask our reporter when we get him on. Remember the last time... He's afraid he'll be whisked away somewhere? There was a Uh. reason he didn't want to fly. But anyway, so he traveled in this armored train car to uh,
2: Vietnam to meet with Trump again. Excellent. We have reconnected with Simon Denyer of the Washington Post, the Tokyo bureau chief who covers Japan, North Korea, South Korea. Uh, Simon Denyer is in Hanoi. Uh, Sir, uh, we appreciate you being on today. Thank you. Pleasure. Greetings to you from Hanoi. Oh, thank you. So why don't we start with uh, the best guess as to where North Korea's nuclear program is right now and what might be uh, the best outcome to, to realistically hope for from the talks?
4: That's a very good question. I mean, North Korea has continued, we think, to manufacture missiles in the past year. Uh, it's probably continued to manufacture the materials needed to make missiles, the highly enriched uranium and plutonium needed to make bombs, I beg your pardon, nuclear warheads. So it is continuing to develop its nuclear program, but it stopped testing. It stopped testing new weapons. It stopped testing ICBMs that could potentially reach the United States. So there has been some progress, but there has not been a halt to that missile program, to that nuclear program. Um, North Korea probably couldn't uh, attach a warhead to an ICBM and launch it at the United States. But nobody really wants to take that chance right now. So it's very important that we make some progress here in Hanoi in starting to scale back that nuclear program.
0: Okay, yes. So uh, I've heard some guesses between 35 and 50 warheads that they might have already uh, put together. So these talks with these two leaders is it would it get to just no more from here on out or actually them getting rid of what they have
4: I think I don't think we're going to see anything agreed this week which will see North Korea surrender missiles certainly not surrender nuclear weapons the best outcome that we might get from this is closing down the Yongbyon nuclear research complex that would put a big dent in North Korea's ability to produce fissile material. So it would shut down its ability to produce plut- plutonium, and it wouldn't probably shut down all of its highly enriched uranium facilities, but it would shut down one important facility. So even doing that, that would, that's the heart of their industry, the heart, if you like, of their research, and their, it's their, their main reactor is situated there. Um, it would be a step forward. It wouldn't stop them building more bombs, but it would slow that down significantly, that would at least show that we're making some progress. Because in Singapore, really, we had a lot of talk, but no concrete action. You so have to see some concrete action. It would be a step forward. It's not nearly enough.
2: It it seems as though, apologies for breaking in uh, with the delay here, but it seems as though the stick of sanctions has been used uh, realistically about as much as it can be used, and and it could well be about carrots uh, this time around. And. And the president of the United States is dangling in front of North Korea the prospect of being an economic miracle like Vietnam, prosperity for its people. You know, hero. uh, You know, a heroic profile for Kim Jong Un. You point out in one of your pieces it could be a little complicated for North Korea to follow Vietnam's path. Why is that?
4: Yeah, Vietnam's had an incredible transformation actually since since the war. You know, it, it was a it was a strongly communist country that won the Vietnam War and united the country. But then in the late 80s and 90s, it really opened up. It, it, it freed up its people. It took what it calls the plunge into the big ocean of global, global trade. It became a very open economy. Um, it gave people a very market-driven economy. People are given a lot of freedom to make commercial choices. They've given a lot of freedom to travel abroad, a lot of freedom to, to have links with abroad, You know, to learn business practices from all over the world. It's a very vibrant economy now vietnam and its people are very entrepreneurial there's no sign that north korea no sign at all that north korea is willing to allow its people to have the same kind of foreign influence that vietnam has allowed its people this is still a one-party state there are still things you can't say and certainly trying to overthrow the communist party is one of them but economically and in a lot of ways vietnamese people do have freedom and i really don't think the, the north korean regime is willing to give its people the same amount of freedom
1: i
0: remember the last time around kim wanted to travel by train because for some reason he doesn't want to fly is there he, he traveled by train this time i also remember he brought his own toilet with him when he flew last time anything about the traveling
4: <laughs> right. yeah it's, it's bizarre his father was supposed to be scared of flying that was the rumor um but you know there seems to be something... He did fly to Singapore. He, he went to school in Switzerland, so he must have flown then when he was, when he was, a, when he was a kid. But um, it, it seems to me that the North Korean regime, they place such godlike kind of value in the Kim family that there's this kind of institutional fear of putting the great leader up in the sky. You know, so it's just safer for them to have their... Their god, if you like, traveling along the ground where, where they have a little bit of certainty. So he's done this two and a half thousand mile train trip wow. right through China. Yeah, in in this in this heavily armoured um, multi carriage uh, train, which which travels at a top an average speed of about thirty five miles an hour. So it's not wow. a you know, this is not a modern Chinese or Japanese bullet train. You know that, that's Super smooth, you know. This is probably, you know, travelling fairly rickety in a way. Well, um, is it possible you know, I mean, that Kim?
2: It to- is it possible Kim just doesn't have enough hard currency to afford a first-class ticket, and he's embarrassed? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I think the North Koreans can uh, can can drum up enough hard currency for him to have whatever he wants. But uh, but you know, um, I, I doubt if he's paying for his hotel here in here in Hanoi. He eats.
2: <laughs> well listen we will look forward uh, very much to your ongoing coverage we'll have links so that people can read what you've written in uh the, the recent days because it's absolutely terrific simon denier a real pleasure to talk i hope we can do it again soon sure fascinating time thanks a lot uh, thank you thank you
0: did he mean being on with us was a fascinating yes, time or clearly
2: this, that is what he meant the summit is a or fascinating. these larger times yeah, that we exactly. find ourselves no not that <laughs> definitely the first one no, I liked him. He had a sense of humor. He's yeah. got a good grasp of the stuff. Yeah, and and the point he made in his article, having read it and since I summarize things and spout them on the radio for a living, is that North Korea is so secretive and so backward, it would be an enormous change for them to allow any significant economic freedom, and especially the only kind of economic freedom that really matters, is international economic freedom. They are so ill-equipped. They don't have the tools. They, they've they controlled the society so completely, any change would threaten to make their means of control crumble. and And so that's a hell of a deal. Because I was thinking the Vietnam model, that's a great carrot. Kim would literally be a god and would probably deserve it if he could raise the standard of living from starving to death. To not starving to death anymore and maybe having some aspirations for his people. There's some story about the traveling toilet. I got to dig up the details.
0: Remember that? They either like put his poop in a museum to keep
2: it. No, I think he doesn't want his poop analyzed because then they could figure out, you know, does he have any illnesses or or Mm. any sort of problems that could then be, you know, publicized or what have you. Our, Um. Our presidents poo in their own
5: bodies as well. Really? What's oh, yeah. coming up
0: in your news, Marshall?
5: Well, U.S. As putting U.S. putting more pressure on embattled Venezuela President Maduro. A lot of singles drawing up dating contracts these days, and R. Kelly in court after spending the last oh. three days in jail.
0: I finally know not what what kind of creep R. Kelly is. I hadn't been following this. Oh my god! Stay, Stay tuned the to the Armstrong and Getty Show. As you know the term let yourself go or he, she let herself go or whatever. I've never yeah. quite understood. I have clearly let myself go. Ah. I realize that. Whoops. I have let myself go. I don't know. Is there any coming back from that? Once you've let yourself go, can you get
2: yourself back? Or uh, sure. How does that work? A second act, Jack. <laughs> a renaissance.
0: I have I let know, myself it's hard. Go. It's hard. Went snowboarding with the kids over the weekend. And uh, it's harder at my age than it was the last time I went, which was a long, long, long time ago.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, there, there are a few things like that in life. You know, I've noticed one of
0: the things was those. That kind of stuff is so expensive. I've taken, I've gone on a European vacation for a week that costs the same amount as one weekend with the whole family
2: <laughs> <laughs> snowboarding.
5: It's yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah. How expensive all this stuff is.
5: It's a rich man's game, Jack. God, I'd say. Let's get the news now with Marsha Well, Vice President Mike Pence expressing support for the opposition leader of Venezuela. Pence has met now with Juan Guaido during a trip to Bogota, Colombia. Is that meeting going on today? The U.S. recognizes Guaido as the legitimate leader of Venezuela. Pence's trip aimed at boosting pressure on the embattled Venezuelan president, Nicolas Maduro, to step aside now over the weekend. There were violent clashes at the Colombia-Venezuela border. Troops loyal to Maduro used tear gas and rubber bullets to block convoys of U.S. humanitarian aid from crossing into Venezuela, and they burned up a number of those supplies. A number of troops, though, about 150 in all, walked away from Maduro's forces. They swore their loyalty to Guaido. There's video of uh, Guaido coming out and thanking them. And now the the guys that are in the video, the soldiers in the video are going, ooh, that might not have been so smart. What about my family back home? Yeah,
0: I I heard a a commentator yesterday on one of the talk shows say, when are we going to start asking all these presidential candidates about serious issues and see where they stand or the way they think? Like, for instance... How do you? How would you handle Venezuela? How would you jump there instead of endless articles and questions about? I heard you treat your staff mean, or were you an? In, did you claim you're an Indian when you were 20, or you know that kind of crap, right? Or you said you smoked dope listening to Tupac, and that was whatever, right?
5: Just the issues of the day, right? Kamala Harris, how would you handle Venezuela? That'd be a good question, right? Yeah, apparently in Caracas, things uh, there were a lot of demonstrations yesterday in Caracas, the capital, and now it's uh, gotten very, very calm. All of a sudden, everybody's just kind of back in their homes for the moment. The time being. Taking a breath. Yep. I mean, they're normal people with normal lives. President Trump says he will extend a March 1st deadline to increase tariffs on Chinese imports, citing what he called substantial progress in the weekend talks with China to China try, to try to end the trade war. We're we doing very well with China. It was a uh, long weekend. They decided to stay for two and a half more days. It all works well. We're going to have some very big news over the next uh, week or two. Trump had threatened to increase the tariffs he'd imposed on 200 billion dollars in Chinese imports from 10 to 25 percent. Now, with all this news over the market going uh, on, what about the markets? Let's get a one-word market report now from Positive Sean. The markets are rejuvenated. Wow. Mm.
0: That's exciting. They're doing well today. Bye. So, back to China briefly. Did you see that MBS was in China and met with their dictator for life? Mm. And shook hands and smiled? Mm. Even though China has in concentration camps a million Muslims. Wow. So you got the guy who's the leader of the so-called... You know, home to Islam. Sure, the Holy Land. The Holy Land of Islam. We are the number one Muslim country. Right. He meets with the guy who's imprisoned, not just in prison, but concentration camps for a million Muslims, has nothing to say about it.
2: He's an interesting dude. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's interesting on it's so many scary. levels. scary. Sending uh, the message to Trump and to uh, Americans, perhaps Republicans in the Senate. Hey, listen, you guys aren't my only option. Right. Here's a... Uh, Here's a well a growing superpower. Maybe I align myself with them. You start asking too many questions about punks I have rubbed out. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe I make some friends over here. That's and a scary, scary notion. That well, and the whole thing with the Uyghurs. I mean, there's there's so much. Well, the Saudi regime they use um they use Islam like uh, the Democrats use climate change in a lot of ways. Uh, they're both you know real things. Something's happening and all, but. They get everybody so whipped up and claim to be, we're your defender, we're your brave defender, that that, that they keep the, the populace under control and they don't ask any hard questions and all. I mean, the Saudis' relationship with, like, popular Islam through the decades has been really interesting.
0: And while we're over in that part of the world, back right. to uh, little Kim and his traveling toilet on the train. Mm. Um, he uh, So he's traveling, if you didn't hear our report, he's traveling, like, practically the length of the United States in a train that right. goes 35 miles an hour. That's a long trip. Wow. Wow. Um, Carrying, and but somebody reminded me that one of the reasons they don't fly is they don't have a plane that can go very far reliably, and it'd be too much of an embarrassment on the world stage to to either not make it or have to stop and refuel like every 500 miles because that's an emergency
2: landing somewhere or other, yeah, 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 in Seoul. It would just be embarrassing, yeah.
5: R. Kelly is saying he is not guilty of aggravated sexual abuse against four victims. Kelly making his plea in a Chicago courtroom this morning. How graphic do we want to get in explaining what a scumbag this guy
0: is? I don't think we need to go too far. Well, let me say this. Turn down the radio if you don't want to hear this. He would urinate on children. He'd sex up a child, and then he would urinate on them and videotape it. And they have the video. Good lord! And this all has been sort of known for quite a long time yeah, too. Yeah, they had just video, overlooked. They had a video of him doing this years ago in the last trial. Dave, but it,
6: Dave Chappelle from the Chappelle Show fame did a skit where he was R. Kelly, and the music video was "I'm Gonna Pee on You." That that was that was an right. out. This this has been an out there right. secret,
2: similar to the way that a comedian and uh, I'm sure you can remind me of his name was the guy who really whipped up the Hey, Bill Cosby's a rapist, yeah, that y'all! Was, that was Hannibal Burris. right? Saying. Yeah.
0: And so this R. Kelly would, you know, with kids, I mean, it's disgusting on any level, but with with children, one of the girls that there's a videotape of him doing this, he met at his trial in 2005. Yeah. Wow. And somehow got her away from her mom by saying, hey, I'll make her a singing star, bring her to my recording studio, wow. and she's going to be a big star, right. mom, don't worry about it. And she believed R. Kelly is a big musician, so yeah, go ahead, take my 14-year-old girl off to be a sex slave that you abuse right. horribly
2: man he's just a pure predator
5: oh he's my a, god a oh yeah oh yeah he's no, a, a
2: wolf is too good he's a snake he is a bad 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 person
5: kelly's lawyer says he plans to post bond today but he needs to sort out uh, his finances the judge said kelly's bonded a million dollars saturday kelly only needs to come up with a hundred grand to get out his lawyers saying well he's got some money problems right now uh A lawyer telling reporters, this is somebody who should be wealthy. I don't think he even owns the rights to I believe I can fly.
2: He shouldn't be out. He owns, I'm sorry, he owes hundreds of thousands of dollars in child support payments and back rent to a variety of places. He's broke.
0: How did he live this lifestyle for so many years and get away with it?
2: He was a star. That's incredible. And a lot of people, a lot of people, you You know, know, believe it if you want say his victims were young black women and nobody was particularly interested in what they had to
5: say. Mm. I don't know if that's true but it could be a factor. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips the Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. God, what a stumper. People
2: portrayed it as I got with a mega star and he kind of used me and, and, and you know, boo hoo. I'm not saying I think that, just you know, that was a reaction to some of it through the years. So he's a bit of a player, he's a kink, you know. what are you, you going to do? Make better decisions girls but you know not girls girls you can't say that about underage
0: no not when you're four, girls. 14 and your mom right. says go with this guy
2: right you're right. supposed to
0: have the, uh, the 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 worldliness to know better
2: how reminiscent is that of the jacko stuff very, we're learning very you go shopping for whatever you want
1: go ahead i'll fly
2: you to palm springs and i'll take care of jimmy Jacko would say. And get them drunk and have sex with them. Right. Allegedly. Appeal to the parents' greed or dreams of stardom. Well, some of us
0: somehow get fooled into thinking these are special people. No way any of them could be bad.
2: It's one of the things that bothers me so much about the Oscars. Look, you're just normal. You're people with interesting jobs. All right? You're not demigods. You're not a, a, a breed apart. It's people with visible jobs. Go with the adoration.
0: Um, Warren Buffett says people like him should be paying more taxes. He's got an explanation. Go ahead.
3: (laughs) The Armstrong and Getty Show. My dash, through, faded, the Do you foresee any issues in working for a black man? You in a deep south? There's gonna be problems.
5: Promise me you're gonna write me a letter. Yeah, promise.
4: Tell me that don't smell good. I've never had fried chicken in my life. You people love the fried chicken. You have a very narrow assessment of me, Tony. Yeah, right. I'm good
1: interacting with some of the wealthiest people in the country. It is my feeling that your
3: diction could use some finessing. Why are you breaking my balls?
4: Because you can do better, Mr. Balalonga.
0: Whoa, okay, so that's from The Green Book, which won the Oscar for Best Picture. Some people were horrified. I wouldn't call that racist so much as it just sounded kind of like a sitcom version of... Last Century's South,
2: right? Which you yes. expect more out of an Oscar-winning picture, don't you? Yes. Well, that's the knock that it was just too easy and driving Miss Daisy and comfortable and easily resolved, and and just yeah, just a feel-good movie about an incredibly difficult subject.
0: Although, if I'm paying to see a movie, wanting to feel good is not exactly a crime.
2: No way! I want to be sickened, horrified, <laughs> questioning everything. I want to walk out devastated. <laughs> <laughs> Throw my popcorn container in the garbage and think, that's my soul in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: then I know I've gotten my money's worth.
0: <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. What's, what's there to say? Crit- critics, a lot of critics really, really hate that that movie won Best Picture.
2: Well, as we mentioned earlier, the, the LA Times, seconds after it was announced, obviously had this ready to go. Green Book is the worst Best Picture winner since Crash... And the lead is uh, the, the the interracial buddy dramedy is insultingly glib and hucksterish a self-satisfied crock masquerading as an olive branch. You know
0: that clip so we you didn't like it. That <laughs> clip we just played did sound glib and hucksterish.
2: Yeah. The
6: the I mean get get more cliché than oh the white guys teaching the black guy about fried chicken. And then I I don't like it just <laughs> it seems very the beginning level white belt course discussions of these very complex topics that we've already seen in movies e- many times.
0: Even I want my movies to be a little more artistic than that.
2: Yeah. So because it was about the black white thing, is that why it won? I mean, what was Hollywood thinking? Because uh, talk about cliches. Sean saw it and wants to talk about it. Whereas Joe and I had the courage
0: To discuss movies we
2: haven't seen. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But, I mean... I, I haven't heard anybody say, I oh, it was transcendent. It was wonderful. It's just a solid pick. Which you should say for the movie that was the best one of the whole year
6: You'd say. in the world. A really solid effort if this was like a film school thing and somebody starting out like, oh, no, yeah, you're touching on big themes and important topics. And, okay, maybe a little bit too cliched here, but we can clean this up. But to to elevate this to the best movie of the year. And if they did it because of some sort of race thing, when there were uh, two other movies, one was a superhero movie, Black Panther kind of had some subtext of race and African uh, uplifting. Um, but the the Black Klansman, too. So if they were going for that to overlook these two other more culturally
0: current, for right. for a better term, lack of a better term. So if you're Spike Lee, you could be angered on, look, if you're trying to make a a statement about if you're trying to virtue signal about racism my movie was the movie to choose right if you're just trying to choose a good movie then that's also a terrible decision so you might have been mad from both standpoints uh,
2: would it be unfair to say and i'm distilling this down the things i've heard that uh the green book is a white people's black people movie
6: yeah yeah, it's it's and something not a particularly
0: that, sophisticated version of that either. Doesn't that's sound the like.
6: the kind of elder class of the whatever the quote unquote academy is watches this movie and say yes, we did do a great job tackling the topic of race today yeah. when it's it's just a, a very basic discussion of it.
4: If you got some white friends, they'll be clapping like this, you
6: Racism. So <laughs> Spike Lee's quote about this. Every time somebody's driving somebody else, I lose. <laughs> A reference to when driving Miss Daisy beat out his something's got to uh, do the right thing. Do the, do the right, right thing, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. You know this uh, conversation. I'd be even more into it if I cared. Yeah, that's the problem. Uh, I tell you what, that's
0: that's where that's the rub, really. I just don't care.
2: I kind of drifted through it. Well, I actually watched it last night. I, I barely watched it at all last year because I was so angry and sickened by Hollywood with their sanctimony and their lectures to us, even as they tolerate rape and child abuse. Um I just kind of coasted through it apathetically last night. Melissa McCarthy's a very funny lady. I'll I'll say that.
6: I was interested to see how it handled without a host and I thought this is not a good sign for anybody who wants to host in the
0: future. Yeah, you don't need one. Yeah. Um well,
2: we Well, nobody wants to host in the future, so there's that.
0: I didn't see much but we got home from a long weekend. We went to snowboarding for the weekend. Went and uh, went to a mountain, which is the best place for snowboarding. One with snow, even. And uh m- my kids had never snowboarded before. I bought lessons, private lessons. I went all out. Bought the clothes, got the private lessons, rented the gear. One kid snowboarded for a total of four and a half seconds before he decided he didn't want to do that anymore. But Mm. that's kind of his thing. He's got a number of issues, which we're working through. But so then him and mom got to go to the the lodge and have hot chocolate and went back to the hotel and he watched SpongeBob SquarePants all day long. So Uh. for him, that's his perfect day. Winning. But for my older son, the third grader, He did the private lesson, and then he and I got to do something that is uh, just, I mean, one of the cherished and difficult parts of being a human being. Either teaching or learning from your wife or husband, father or son, always can be difficult. Mm. I remember my dad trying to teach me things, or me, you know, just the dynamics there. I've had this with girlfriends, or my wife, Mm -hmm. and back and forth. It's just, for whatever reason, it's just... Uh, everything about your relationship comes into play <laughs> in the dynamics of like teaching your kid to drive or your dad teaching you to drive or whatever. It's just, it's just the way it is. Yeah. And, uh, and it's a good thing to work through. And we did. And I was very encouraging and positive, even though he was getting very frustrated with me for, uh, for, for some things that were his problem, not mine, but you know, that's just the way it works. And, uh, and he wanted to give up many times and I kept pushing through him and he getting, he, he wanted to quit. He actually wanted to quit. We went, we had some lunch. I said, maybe I'll have a, you know, want to do it again later. No, I'm done with this. I'm never doing it again. Stupid. And we wasted an entire day. Oh, boy. And he, just, <laughs> wait, does he, and sound, he has better things to do. Does he sound like me or what? <laughs> um, but then we ate a little something, had some pizza, some hot chocolate. He said, I think I'd like to try it one more time. We went back up there. Good man. And he was five times better than he was in the morning because it's a skill. You got to learn how to do it. Sure. And he really got some enjoyment out of it. But that was the best part of it the working through the whole dynamic of. Teacher, student. When you've got close relatives involved, and I had forgotten about that. I had I not considered that since I was a kid. Oh yeah. But no. I had all these flashbacks to my dad. No, you know, you hit the brakes too hard. You know that sort of stuff. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Just. <laughs> oh my God! And it's
6: the, really something. The whole real time observing your kid learning something has got to be a, a just a tremendous
2: experience. It's the best thing ever.
0: Well, and I want him gets back to a discussion we had earlier in the show about the trophy generation and everybody gets an A, which is a thing and a problem. I want him to struggle with something. I want him to get really frustrated and be bad at something and then keep trying because it just doesn't seem to be part of the culture now.
2: Right. Everybody gets an A. The the be- the best example I ever heard of this was that every child must get lost. 2 to 3 times and figure out how to find their way back to where they were going or home or whatever. It's an incredibly important life skill. And the idea of letting your kid be lost in your neighborhood or your town or whatever is a nightmare to, to a lot of parents. Um and of course, you know, every single generation up till very recently lived the sort of life where you would do that. You would look around and realize, I don't know how to get home.
0: Or to have unstructured play where there are no rules or adults to enforce the rules, and you got to work it out one way or another.
2: Right. You have to create the rules. You have to enforce them. You have to negotiate them, settle disputes, etc. Yeah. It's an incredibly important life skill that we've stolen from that, our
0: children. That we've worked on eliminating. All right. Really crazy. But he struggled through it. Good man. Which I was happy to do it. I'm glad I kept pushing him. He may, he may have never snowboarded again in his life. Now he can't wait to go back. Oh, that's fabulous. And it only costs like as much as buying a car <laughs> to go on <laughs> this snowboard trip. Good Lord. It's the foreigners. That's what it is. People from other countries coming. Listener. Stealing our what? stuff. What? It's so
5: crowded what? that jacks
0: up the prices. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.
5: What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here,
1: and I'm Austin Hankwitz.
5: We're the hosts of Mind the Business: Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks.